Welcome to The Bargain Basement Butterflies Presents Beyond the Doorway. I'm your host, Buzzley, and on this podcast, I interview friends of mine about their personal paranormal stories. Then I take clips of those interviews and I put them to music. Don't you dare to off the light. There's something out in the night. Welcome to The Bargain Basement Butterflies Presents Beyond the Doorway. I'm your host, Buzz Lee, and this is Episode 10, The Jewelry Box, with Brianna Wright. Beyond the Doorway, the album, is out now. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it, I would highly recommend you do. I've put a link in the show notes. It's on Bandcamp, and you can find it under The Bargain Basement Butterflies, Beyond the Doorway. If you have had a chance to listen to it, you'll probably have put together that this is the last episode of the regular season. But do keep your eye on this channel. There are still a few things to pop up. Today's guest, Brianna Wright, I met at work. She was a co-worker. We would just have a really great time at work, working together. She enjoyed singing. I enjoyed singing. We'd break into song together. Sometimes people in the room would sing with us. Sometimes they wouldn't. But it was always a really good time. Uh, Brianna's just a good, down-to-earth person. Always staying positive in the negative situations, and I really appreciate that about her. The way her interview came about is one day we were at work, and I have a sticker on my mug that says something about ghosts. And she laughed at it, and she said, I have a ghost story. And so she told me a little bit about it on break, but then asked her if she would be willing to do this show, and she said that she would. And so, thank you, Rihanna. I'm very grateful for that. Um, so here's today's episode. Brianna Wright. When, um, when you first were telling me about the story, I don't remember if it was you, but did you say it took place in Michigan? Uh, no. So there's actually two kind of stories that go, it's two different ghosts, believe it or not. Um, so there's one story that actually happened to me personally here in Old Fort in North Carolina, but then it's funny because my same aunt lived in a house previously that was also haunted. So, (laughs) and that one happened to my dad and uncles. So it's kind of two different situations, but it's almost like they follow my aunt. Every house she's ever lived in has been haunted almost. (laughs) That's very interesting. It is. She's got some stories too. It's it's funny as oh, all yeah. get out. But those two are the ones that stick out. <laughs> okay. Um start with the one, I guess the one where you're the youngest. Okay. So I guess we need uh we probably have to start when I was a teenager because I was actually living at my aunt's house in Old Fort. And 
it's just a nondescript brick house. There was no reason for it to be haunted. It's not like super old or anything like that. Right. But when I was a kid and when I, you know, into teens, I remember always thinking, why is the remote like always going up and down as far as the volume and stuff, changing channels randomly? Looking back at stuff that makes a lot of sense, but now, you know, at the time I was like, oh, it's just a shortened battery or something. But um, <laughs> so I had been living with my aunt for probably a month, maybe a little bit less. <clears throat> and I was just saying in one of the rooms that she had set up, quite frankly, the creepiest thing about the room was the fact that she had like lace doilies and like dolls set up. There was nothing creepy about it. It was a kid's room. And um, <laughs> and what ended up happening was I was just laying in bed one night. I was reading. I had a lamp on. And I actually had a jewelry box at the time that was metal. And it, it didn't move. I had it completely full because I had gone through a grunge phase where I really liked my chain jewelry and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> The jewelry box was completely full, uh, didn't move. The lid didn't even shut. It was so full. And all of a sudden, just in the middle of the night, it was probably about 1130 at night, those chains in that jewelry box started to shake. <laughs> I just hear oh. chains, just chains rattling. And I'm just sitting here in my bed looking, and I'm just like, I just book it. I was like, I'm not the type to stick around. I booked it. I was like. Rita, because my aunt's name is Rita, and I booked it out. Now I went to her room and I said, "The chains, the the chain stuff in my bedroom, it's just shaking, it's shaking." And she's like, "Oh!" And she just casually as all get out, looks at me and goes, "Oh, it's just the ghost. You have to tell him to leave you alone at night." <laughs> I was like, "Rita, what do you mean?" She's like, "Oh yeah, there's a ghost," um, and she's like, "It's a man." It's an older man. He's harmless. He's not going to hurt you or anything. You just have to tell him to leave you alone. And she's like, then she drops the big one. There's two big ones here. She says, yeah, uh, I had, when I, we first moved in, I had to tell him that he couldn't just fully appear for me because apparently he would just fully bodily appear for her in the bathroom. Wow. Yeah, she used to talk to me about this stuff because nobody else like really interacted as much as it. <laughs> and so she was just like you just got to tell him to leave you alone at certain periods and he'll do it and I was like okay but haunted house and she's like this is the second big one she's like you don't remember when you were a kid or when you were a baby and I was like what do you mean and she looked at me and she was like you used to play with him when you were a baby like and she she what? specifically told yeah <laughs> She specifically told me that one time there was everybody in the, the living room and there was like a hallway off the living room and nobody was in the hallway. Everybody was on the couch, like playing, watching the football game, something like that. And for some reason, she remembers me reaching towards the hallway and trying to go and play with something that like something was in the hallway, like calling to me is what she said. <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah 
at the same time, uh, growing up, there was a staircase right off that same hallway. I can't tell you how many times I fell down it. I never got hurt. <laughs> oh, wow. Never. She used to tell, she used to joke around and tell me that I, I would land on a fat angel or I had a fat angel that was looking out for me. I don't think it was an angel. <laughs> That's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. What's funny though, is at the same time, um, a couple years later, that same house, the same property, she had a trailer on the property that she rented to me. I was probably about 23. Uh, Noah, my husband and I were together at the time, of course, and we were renting the property together. But you could see the main house from the trailer, the front porch. And Noah was smoking one night, just on the front porch. So I go to join him. It's probably about eight or nine o'clock at night. <laughs> and we're just sitting there watching the porch. And all of a sudden, the main house curtain just starts going. I mean, and it would, it was the kitchen. And then there was like this big double door. And it was very distinctly like the ghost was going back and forth between the kitchen curtains going, open them and closing them. And then going back to the other one, the big double door and going, foot, foot, and just opening wow. it up. <laughs> I was freaking out because I looked at Noah and I was like, do we need to go check that out? Do we need to go call the cops? And I kid you not, my husband looked at me and he goes, no, this happens a lot. <laughs> what? And I'm like, what do, you, what do you mean this happens a lot? And he's like, yeah, I know it's haunted. I see the ghost all the time. He just stands there and watches me. I was like, what do you mean? Why aren't you telling me these things? He's just like, well, you've talked to me about the ghost before, so I knew it wouldn't freak you out. But he had never told me about how when he goes out to smoke, the ghost just comes to, to the front port, like to the window and just, just like watching him. <laughs> He's like, I can see a dark figure there and everything. And I was like, Noah, <laughs> it's, it's trippy. It's trippy how that was happening. Right. But, I mean, and it's one of those things like, you know, he's there, you walk in the house. Um, <clears throat> and he's not malicious or anything, but he's there. But the single most interesting interaction that happened with that ghost was actually when I moved out. <laughs> <laughs> I had probably been out because I had went to a different apartment at the time and this was before Noah and I were even together but um so I moved out of that bedroom and was out on my own and my aunt calls me a couple days later and she's like I gotta tell you what happened I was like okay what's going on and she tells me about how I guess the ghost figured out I wasn't moving back in <laughs> and he got mad uh -oh. um yeah he wasn't happy because apparently my uncle at the time was sleeping in the living room. I guess something to do with his back hurting or something with a, with a reclining chair. And the wall where he was sitting, where he would be in the chair was right beside the wall for the bedroom. So it was, but um, what ended up happening was my uncle's like 100% deaf. Cannot hear anything, needs hearing aids kind of thing. TV all the way up to 100 that kind of death <laughs> <laughs> and what ended up happening was in the middle of the night 
my uncle was woken up from a dead sleep because he was hearing banging on that wall. Wow. Like, like loud banging on that wall. And then from the closet, that little, there was a little closet connected to that wall. He was hearing the doorbell, like going, shh, 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 or not the doorbell, the door handle going, okay. shh, like just back and forth. And my uncle, he did, he brushed it off. He didn't think nothing of it, but he told my aunt the next morning and she's like, if it was that loud, why didn't I hear anything? <laughs> didn't, didn't touch her, didn't wake her up at all. Just getting my uncle's attention to be like, I am not happy with this. Wow. Very active ghost. I mean, the house has been sold now. It's not even in our family anymore. And my aunt lives in Michigan again, but they, I, <laughs> we tried to look up the history to see if there was anything connected. And there was an old man who died on the property, but it was not very specific about what happened to him. <laughs> and a young woman was murdered in, on that property it's it's trippy when you think about it but right there that that kind of stuff was going on oh wow yeah i know that gets into some dark territory but it's just weird how things kind of follow <laughs> right that is really weird Azure, you can look it up. what was it called again um the the murder situation was the zilpha lowry murder in old fort north carolina you can actually look it up because they they did like an ID mystery episode on it, but um, the property itself was just right next door. Same same piece of land. You could literally walk over to the trailer where it happened. Lots oh, of trailers. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's trippy. But yeah. you were asking about my aunt. Yeah, I was gonna say. So you said like for her, it would like there would be like a full body appearance did that like she ever tried to like um communicate with the uh, ghost or was it just like a physical appearance just the physical appearance um she the most communication she ever talked about was telling him to leave her leave her alone not to fully body apparition or whatever and it's the same instruction she gave to me which is you know if you're going to talk to him, tell him what you want to ha want to happen and when he can bother you or not. The entire time I lived there after that, I didn't have a single problem. And I lived there for a good seven months to a year. Wow. So, and it wasn't until I left that the ghost did anything at night. And he, so even from then, he only did anything to across my boundaries once those boundaries were gone. It's wild to think about now. <laughs> it really is. Well, and it's even wilder to think because, I mean, <sighs> looking back on it, I even confirmed this stuff with my mother because she, my aunt was telling me, well, you know, this stuff happened. You can confirm it with your mom. She'll tell you that this stuff happened. And I talked to my mom and she was like, oh yeah, it was crazy. You could, she was like, you could be sitting in my arms in the living room everybody around us and you'd be waving and playing and giggling at something in the other room or in the hallway and I was like mom why didn't anybody tell me this stuff <laughs> I was like why did I have to figure this out as an adult 
And they're just right. like, well, we didn't think about it. It's just, how can you not think about this? It, it seems like a big deal. <laughs> yeah, for so. me, it was a huge deal, especially right. in the middle of the night when the ghost starts rattling my shit. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, that did open up a conversation with my aunt about her other ghostly encounters. And it turns out that that wasn't the first haunted house she had lived in. Um, <clears throat> and it wasn't even the first time that a ghost had made itself apparent to her or my other family members um this one didn't happen to me so this is all this is all you know from word of mouth but my dad as a teenager he was probably 17 18 you know 17 to 20 years old <clears throat> he was in the same situation as me he was living at his sister's house um he was sleeping on her couch and he remembers, or he told me before he passed, he said that he was laying on the couch one night. He was just, he kind of startled awake, I guess. And standing in the open kind of arch between the kitchen and the living room was this lady in blue, is what he called her. Um, she wasn't touching the ground. She was floating above it. <clears throat> and he just said that, he looked at her and she looked at him and she just stared at him for, they, they just stared at each other for like 10 minutes. And he remembers at one point he blinked or he shut his eyes for a second and opened it back up. And without missing a beat, the ghost went from being across the room to hovering above him in his face. Like he remembers, he, he would tell me about like how she was, like covered in like blue but it wasn't it wasn't the color of her dress it was more like it was a white dress with like a blue light and she you could tell she had dark hair but it wasn't one of those situations like oh this is somebody playing a prank this is the real right. deal so my dad tell, told me that he <laughs> that that scared him so he shut his eyes and he just forced himself to go back to sleep because he was like, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so the next morning, uh, it's funny, he said, it, it, the little detail he pointed out was that he had a pocket knife that he kept in his pocket. And he couldn't find it that morning. It wasn't in his pocket. It was on the little table beside him. <laughs> oh, wow. And he, he, he said he didn't remember taking it out. So obviously freaked out, he goes and talks to my aunt. And once again, this is my Aunt Rita. <laughs> and he's telling her about what happened to him. And she cuts him off and says, wait, don't tell me another word. She says, I want you to call your older brother, Larry. And I want you to tell him exactly what you just told me. And then call me back. So my dad does. And he calls and talks to my Uncle Larry. And... Without, without even missing a beat, my Uncle Larry says, oh, yeah, the lady in blue. So she saw you too, huh? Wow. Yeah, yeah. And so apparently it was this whole big thing. My uncle, my dad, my aunt, they all saw it. My cousin Sherry, she was my aunt's daughter. And uh, apparently she would see all this kind of stuff the same way. But this one happened in Michigan. So this was 
1985, maybe 1990-ish. I mean, it was years ago, 20-something years ago, 30 years ago at this point, but <laughs> my dad, when he was, when he would talk to me about it, he was just like, it, it, it was like the color drained from him a little bit. He was freaked out, but you could tell he was just like, also that little bit of excitement because <laughs> this is cool. Right. Right. <laughs> well, especially because I think he thought everybody would think he was crazy. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was just, oh yeah, your brother saw it too. Same situation, same lady. <laughs> well, that's where I think like, because if it's something that just happens to just you, you can almost talk yourself out of it, you know, like maybe I was tired or whatever, especially if you're just waking up. But when other people can say they've seen the same thing, it's really like, it's, I just think it's interesting. Oh, yeah. I think that's the one thing about my own personal experience is just the fact that I was so glad my aunt didn't think I was insane. <laughs> was just like, <laughs> what the heck are you talking about? You know? Because she's right. an older woman. There's about a 15-year difference between her and my dad. Um, but, yeah, it's just, just the nonchalance of it all. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's a ghost. Get with the program. <laughs> get caught up. <laughs> just, just that these things happen. <laughs> yeah, and then my aunt and my family is just like, oh, yeah, this is not even the first ghost in the family. <laughs> like, not, like, just <laughs> totally chill about it, just oh yeah, we've seen ghosts our whole lives. This is how this world is. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I used to tell my best friend these stories, uh, especially like, because we've been best friends for like 15, 16 years at this point. And I let her like visit my aunt's house before I told her these stories and she refused <laughs> to come back in after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it used to crack me up how terrified she was. She was like, You cannot leave me alone in this house. And I was like, I'm not gonna. But she never saw anything. I mean, only only that fear after she figured out what was going on, but she never saw anything. Interesting. Just trippy. <laughs> I think it's interesting how some people like some people can experience things and there's somebody that's in that same space in the house or whatever. They just never anything. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. My sisters have, I mean, I've got two younger sisters who pretty much were raised in the same scenario, just living with my aunt kind of off and on. She, she was practically my mom for a long time. And my sisters have never said anything about this, but here we are. I'm the oldest. So the weird shit had to happen to me. That's right. You got chosen. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because I feel like my aunt was also chosen in a way. Like, because every every place she lives, it seems. I she hasn't told me about her most recent purchase of a house, which is about three years ago. She hasn't said anything about a ghost in that one. But I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> really? <laughs> I would not be. I don't know how, but after a while, it seems you seem to think that, wow, this woman, they're just following her. Right. That does seem, that's interesting. She has that same magnetism with kids, too. Like, kids just immediately flock to her. Like, yeah. the, the, the most trustworthy adult you've ever met. I've seen it happen, and it will be in a grocery store. 
some random kid will come up to her and give her like a shiny rock or something and it's bizarre but then at the same time i'm just like well that makes sense (laughs) (laughs) i think so i think for me personally i think ghosts are attached to certain energies they're just looking for that same thing as well so it wouldn't shock me at all if that turned out to be true (laughs) that's like yeah that makes sense i think that's a that makes sense to me but who knows i mean it's just weird that my aunt would live in two two houses that are that are equally haunted right (laughs) for these for these strange ass stories because i'll admit they're strange but there is no other explanation for me none there is no no other explanation for me as far as what happened with that there is, there's no possible way anything could have moved. There wasn't an earthquake. It wasn't like that. There was no other explanation. And it literally was three feet from my bed. Wow. Like I could have, I could have sat at the end of my bed and touched my jewelry box, but it was just. <laughs> wow. So would you say that this, like that experience was kind of like the, um, what am I trying to say? Would you say you believed in this stuff before that experience? Mm, or is no. that kind of like... Okay. Before that experience, I was definitely a skeptic. I thought my dad was insane uh, talking about <laughs> his blue lady. <laughs> uh, you know, my I am religious, so, you know, there is a there is a point to that as well. But, right. you know, before before it happens to you, you think, oh, yeah, these people are crazy. There's a, there's a breeze something going on you know batteries dying that kind of stuff but no i am a firm believer now (laughs) very firm believer um that makes sense (laughs) and oh and and it's funny it's really funny actually that same best friend who i told you about that didn't want to go back in the house without me she now regularly makes trips up to pennsylvania to go and uh like ghost hunt in the war, oh, yeah. in the Civil War grounds, it's funny as all get out because she'll send me funny. pictures and she'll send me this stuff, and she's just like, "This stuff is so cool!" Blah 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> my adventurous side is like, "Yeah, if it happens again to me, that's cool." But then on the other side, my other part of me is like, "Yeah, I'll just watch these documentaries on YouTube. This is yeah. it. This is this is fine." <laughs> but nah, it's it's truly interesting. Even more so that it just, my, the, once again, just the nonchalance that everybody around me is like, oh yeah, it's a ghost. They're waving at me. They're in the doorway, but there it is. She's like an old friend coming to visit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly how my family treated it for years. Like, oh yeah, that's our friend, Bob. He hangs out. He's been dead for years, but he hangs out. Gee, thanks. That's great. (laughs) Um, something interesting that adds to the story a little bit. My aunt in 1993 was in a really bad car accident. Um, she actually died three times on the operating table. Wow. So, like, and every time they resuscitated her, but it adds that little bit of it to it that she's kind of been the back and forth. You know what I mean? Right. 
Mm -hmm. So maybe, maybe that adds a bit to it. I don't know. It's just a connection that I kind of thought about like, oh, well, she's kind of, you know, she dipped that toe in the other side. (laughs) So maybe it's, maybe it sticks to you a little bit. All I know is that I certainly subscribe to the idea that ghosts follow certain people. There is no doubt in my mind. I mean, it makes sense. It would be impossible to argue otherwise that this kind of stuff happens to certain people over and over again. Yeah. And my family's interactions with it 100% speaks to that. If you like what you have heard so far today, please take the time to rate and review the show. For more music from the Bargain Basement Butterflies, please visit Bandcamp or your favorite digital media store. If you are interested in merch, visit Tee Public and search for The Bargain Basement Butterflies. Now let's talk about this week's song. Thank you, Brianna, for doing this interview and helping me out with my project. I really appreciate it. So the way this song came about, I wanted to do something kind of a little dancey. I had just seen the play, I just seen the Broadway play Six. And the song, The House of Holbein, was like, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. And so I was kind of going for that vibe on the chorus of this. So I hope you enjoy this week's song, The Jewelry Box. It's just a nondescript brick house. There was no reason for it to be haunted. It's not like super old or anything like that. When I was a kid and when I, you know, into teens and I actually had a jewelry box at the time, the jewelry box was completely full, uh, didn't move, the lid didn't even shut, it was so full. And all of a sudden, just in the middle of the night, it was probably about 1130 at night, those chains in that jewelry box started to shake. Those chains in that jewelry box started to shake. chains in that jewelry box started to shake. Those chains in that jewelry box started to shake. chains in that jewelry box started to shake. 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 chains rattling and I'm just sitting here in my bed looking and I'm just like I just book it I was like I'm not the type to stick around I just book it Rita because my aunt's name is Rita and I booked it out now I went to her room and I said the chains the, the chain stuff in my bedroom it's just shaking and shaking and she's like oh and she just casually as I'll get out looks at me and goes Oh, it's just the ghost. You have to tell him to leave you alone at night. Rita! Those chains in that jewelry box started to shake. Those chains in that jewelry box started to shake. Those chains in that jewelry box started to shake. Those chains in that jewelry box started to shake. 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 
And I was like, Rita, what do you mean? She's like, oh yeah, there's a ghost. Those chains in that door box are the chains in that door box are the shape. She drops the big one. You don't remember when you were a baby? And I was like, what do you mean? And she looked at me and she was like, you used to play with him when you were a baby. Thank you once again to everybody involved in this project. Thank you to Kathleen Monroe, Tim Harkelroad, Amity O'Day, Mark Pittner, Jeannie Pittner, Walter Knack, Lauren Thompson, Kurt Sandvik, Tracy Simonic, Wendy Smith, Andy Hearn, and Brianna Wright. And thank you to my core team for all the encouragement you have given me. And thank you once again, the listener, for coming along for this journey and taking the time to listen. Until next time, have a good week, every week. Just fall Don't you dare to love the light